everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Hello and welcome to the EC Method Live. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, what I will say before we start, because we don't want to look like we're ignoring anyone, but we're very aware that we haven't caught up with the question post that's in the group. So that is what we're going to focus on today. So if you're answering, answering, if you're asking questions on the live, we will try and get to them, but we're going to try and focus on the post today. Here, here. Nothing to add. <laughs> okay. <laughs> out now hang on yeah okay here we go let's let's get going um you know what? i'm gonna work my way out some of them we will have already addressed emma in our in our welcome lives and stuff already i'm just looking at one that's okay. like where's the welcome pack i'm like not relevant okay i mean i'm not saying not i'm not being dismissive i'm just saying you probably have found it by now you know what i mean I think so. <laughs> hopefully if not <laughs> we're awful coaches mm. I'm just gonna have a sip because my glands are still mega swollen and I'm oh no. Well, have you not been well? I'm like teetering on this weird edge of the abyss where like I mean I may or may not get really ill at any point. I don't know, but my glands are swollen and I cough a lot, but that's about it. Like that's all that's happening so far. See, that happened to me. Like I got like just vaguely ill and then nothing happened. And mm. now so hopefully the same will happen. Everyone else I know is like, I've been in bed for five weeks. And I'm like, that cannot happen to me. I do not have a life that would allow me to be in bed for five weeks. Oh. Okay, let's get this bit going. Laura White. Hi, Clemma. I'm up five LBs on the scale. Oh, sorry. I'm up five LBs on the scales this morning compared to yesterday. Head explode emoji. I know that this isn't real and I've been sticking to calories. So I will expect it to drop back down tomorrow but I'm on my period. So I'm just wondering what impact our menstrual cycle has on our weight, presuming it's not eating everything in sight for comfort. Are there actual reasons why weight fluctuates so much during this time? This may help me to understand it more, prepare for it next month. Thank you. Emma, I'll let you lead it off because I'm going to read a thing. Okay, great. Because I did a post on this today. Okay. So I haven't had a look and you just want a visual of it. Then I would go and have a look at the post. Um, on Instagram but generally and this isn't the same for everyone generally people have like two small weight spikes which is week two and then the week before your period and then actually normally a couple of days into your period your weight starts to drop again yeah. that would be if you didn't kind of give into your cravings beforehand or let that weight spike pre-period put you off track and mean that you end up overeating which obviously would turn into legitimate weight gain representative of fat gain if you've overeaten um but I think it's a really important thing to understand and I would encourage people if you're already like starting the EC method and you're tracking your weight every day also track your cycle yeah even if it's just like you only track okay this is when the first day of my period was but then you'll start to see hey like even when I am losing fat 
my weight will still fluctuate and it fluctuates kind of in line with my period. And it's really important to know, especially the week before your period where you already have low mood, your motivation's pretty low, your body image is potentially lower as well. Like you don't want to do, and your cravings are higher. It's like the prime time to give up on your diet and is the exact time when you just need to keep going. So that awareness really helps. I'm not saying it then makes it easy, but then you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And I know that a couple of days into my period, I, you know, like that, those feelings should start to go. So I'm just going to power through with that. Yeah. I, I, and I love all the, you know, specifics around behavior. Um, so I did a post on this. I, I don't know how long ago this was. It was a while ago. Um, and it's on the scales and it's pinned to the top of the page. And one of the slides is on menstrual cycle cycle. And I've written when estrogen and progesterone fluctuate, the tissues in your body will accumulate more water. So obviously water, well, your weight will go up. Cramps as your uterus contracts and sheds its lining will also lead you to both feel and look inflamed and bloated. Gas, constipation and other gastrointestinal responses to menstrual cycle can also see the scale spike. Did you gain three kgs of body fat in five days? No, you did not. So those are just some of the, the things in there. And, and as Emma said, like it's as soon as I, if you track your menstrual cycle, you can kind of put yourself in a much more lo logical, rational mindset when you see the scale spike up and you know it's coming. And I personally, and some people don't have to do this, I personally don't bother to weigh in for five days. I just leave it. Like it's not data I'm interested in. I don't particularly care. I know I'm on my period. And I... I, you know you never really know <laughs> when you are on like how you're going to emotionally react to things um obviously we all can become a little bit irrational um but also I just don't want to put myself in that firing line of caring um so it's it's a good idea I think just to not even bother during that time um okay next crazy Kate Johnson hi girls I hope you're both feeling okay Emma I hope you're feeling better I wanted to know if you can please cover mindset over exercising. My goal for a while now has been fat loss and to build some muscle, not a lot of fat to lose. My activity and energy expenditure is quite high. I weight train around five times a week, but I also run, I swim, I spin bike, I walk, and I'm constantly on the go around the house. However, I recover well, and I'll be honest, I don't seem to get tired. <laughs> We all need this energy. You sound like James. This is quite weird, I know. I make myself have Sundays as a rest day, but I still get my steps in. My question is, why do I struggle with fat loss and to build muscle doing all of this? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> you're doing too much and you're not on enough calories and you're not recovering enough, but we'll get to it. Um, before joining here, I probably was having around 1,800 calories. However, since joining, I'm sticking to 1,600. I'm 53 kg and five foot. I've really worked on doing the workouts and the steps that you've advised. I've cut down on my running. Sorry for the long post. This is massive, but a massive thing that I really want to work on. I do want to do less. Please tell me why I'm going wrong. I'm spinning my wheels and it's frustrating me. Sorry again for the long post. Kate, you've answered your own question in your post. If you are a very active person, this is what we mean when we say you have a very high metabolic rate. This is exactly what we're talking about, meaning that the energy that you're taking in via food is being expended very quickly and efficiently via activity. You say that you um, weight train five times a week. That's great. 
Then you say you run, you swim, you cycle, you spin bike, and you walk, and you're constantly up on your feet. Then you say you're 53 kg at five foot, and you are on 1600 calories. You've dropped your calories from 1800. So for you, you're a prime example of what we would call a quote unquote hard gainer and that's bodybuilding speak and this can apply to your genetics and it can also apply to your expenditure and more most predominantly for people the latter what we need to do is we need to ramp up your calories we need to drop some of your expenditure in an ideal world so that you can recover better from your lifting sessions more in a much more optimal hypertrophic environment uh drop some of your cardio drop some of your expenditure Pump up your calories, I'd say let's come up to 2000 right off the bat, make sure you're nailing your protein and really prioritize your lifts. Um, and this is what I would suggest that you do as a matter of urgency, you're simply and your profile picture is you running over the London Bridge at the, is that Tower Bridge? Tower Bridge at the London Marathon. So we've answered the questions, Emma. Wait, so is her goal, what's her goal? My goal is fat loss, but to build some muscle. Oh, okay, right. And then she says in brackets, I don't have a lot of fat to lose, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I get you, right. Yeah, you need to eat more and fuel yourself more. Make sure you're getting enough protein. I mean, even when you do fuel yourself, it's very hard. And usually we don't talk about this because it's normally not that relevant to people, but there are opposing adaptations to resistance training and endurance training. And if you're trying to, like do the amount of activity that you're doing endurance activity and build muscle at the same time then actually those two training modalities can kind of oppose each other usually we don't talk about it because it's not that relevant for most people and actually most people will do very well doing some resistance training and some cardio but when you're doing the amount of cardio exercise that you're doing it's going to be very hard to build muscle even if you are fueling yourself well mm -hmm. So yeah, I would, I would focus on fueling yourself, having rest days, reminding yourself that, you know, actually exercise is the stimulus and you need the time and nutrition outside of that to recover from that and to adapt to that. And then maybe do a little bit of work on figuring out why you, cause you, you started this with like, can you talk about exercise and mindset? What is it that you're worried about, about reducing the amount of activity that you're doing? Is there kind of like a mental barrier there? And if there is, delve into that a little bit and question why and what your preconceptions are about reducing the amount of activity you're doing or the exercise that you're doing what you think will happen how we can help you kind of like work through that that would be my thoughts I agree and I think let's just expand a little bit on um having essentially what you have as a body recomp goal and doing the amount of cardio that you're doing okay so as Emma say the adaptations to, you know, cardiovascular exercise, endurance, um, you know, athletes and, and, and hypertrophy and, and weightlifting, they're different brackets of adaptation. But, and, and so, you know, a lot of the time you'll hear Emma and I say that we're fine for you to do some cardio after your weight, weights or some cardio on your day off. It's fine. Like they're not, you're not going to interfere with anything. But as Emma's saying with this level, I mean, just looking at your profile picture, you're, you're clearly an endurance athlete. Um, and as Emma's saying, when that is your priority, um, you know, you're potentially genetically predisposed to, to do it and be good at it. And that's why you enjoy it as much as you do. Um, and that's your priority. And that's where your focus. You are going to eat into your body's ability to build muscle. Now, as Emma said, we can try and, and, and do the best that we can with your life and what you want to do. 
and, and really kind of get the calories in, things that your protein intake is even going to have to be higher. Um, you're going to have to have, I would say, I mean, I would, I would recommend a 2.5 gram per kg of lean mass for you. If, the, if you really want to be an endurance athlete, your calories are going to have to be higher. And, and actually, as Emma said, you're never going to be great at either if you're going to try and do both. I hate to say it, but you kind of need to pick something and give it your all and give it 100%. That's why a lot of people love CrossFit because they love cardio and they love weightlifting. And now all of a sudden the two are kind of married together in this hellish concoction that, you, that I don't want to be a part of. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that is something that you would really fly with. But you you do have to understand the playing field before you ask why you're not excelling at, at the game. Yeah, yeah. Great. Bill, should we do one live and then jump back here? Um, I've just said on the live that we're going to stick to the questions post, but I will answer one that's come up here. <laughs> um, I was like, should we dip? Should we do like two or three of these and then like one of those? Yeah. Okay. Right. A warm and cuddly hello on this cold, rainy, crappy day. Hope everyone is feeling a bit better. I'm loving the gym workouts, however, my arms and legs aren't. Question. Finding it hard to hit calorie and protein targets as I feel so full, I can't eat anymore. Um, any suggestions and steps? I'm trying so hard to get them in, but for a week, but for for the week one, I've averaged seven thousand five hundred a day. Again, any suggestions other than get fit with Rick? And is seven point five k okay? Uh, I personally have liked to have clients hitting like a minimum step count of 60k per week um, for health targets, but also especially if you have a fat loss goal um, for both and everything else we can work with, you know, as long as they're hitting that I'm okay to leave steps there and instead look at things like cardio after weightlifting and reduce calorie intake, having had that conversation. Um, just so I, that, that's, that's just over 8,000, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's just and, and again like you know technically I think what the the research is is done on 7.5 isn't it and that's shown to be optimal so yeah you are you're in a good range you're in a healthy range with a fat loss goal I like to bump it up to 60k a week minimum so <laughs> but again I think you seem to get most of the benefits that health benefits from about 8,000 so that's a really good goal is like 60k per week and you're really not far off that no like, steps a day no you're I think you're you're in the health territories with fat loss goal again I'd like it a little bit higher then we can talk about things like added cardio and um reduced calorie intake uh what was I can't remember the other thing she started with uh she was saying that she's struggling to eat enough which I guess is less of a problem given that your steps are lower as well so if like realistically we can get you up to 8,000 steps a day or an average of 60,000 a week that would be fantastic and then if you're struggling to hit calories anyway that's not so bad because actually you could reduce your calories a little bit if you can't hit a higher step target with the caveat that you're still getting enough for health so like even if you're like yeah I don't mind doing less steps and then eating a little bit less we still want you doing steps for health so you can't just be like oh, I'm going to do no steps and and just not eat very much no, no no like they're important independently of fat loss um so re-eating enough, oh, sorry, feeling really full on the targets. If fat loss is your goal, then do a bit of a, a post and tag us and what you're doing so we can make changes if we need to, because 
realistically if fat loss is your goal and you're trying to eat 1800 calories and you're really struggling and you're forcing yourself to eat there's no point doing that like you're aiming to be in a deficit anyway so maybe we drop you down to 1600 but I just want to see if that's sensible for you yeah I agree completely agree with that um okay Philip can we talk about deload weeks I've been following the same program for 19 weeks and I found this week very difficult physically out of the gym including fatigue and bad quality of sleep I've heard people talk about deload weeks how is it best for me to approach this do I reduce volume or take a full week off I worry reduce volume I will struggle to follow thank you and then Abby says oh I came on here to ask this I'm interested in this too yeah so here's my stance on it as a coach if the client is in the gym working out properly habitually and consistently for any period of time between four to 12 weeks. And this will depend on their training experience and how, like I say, their kind of training maturity. Um, I would like to say every four to 12 weeks, there will be a program deload week in there. And it is absolutely, you know, that it's about reducing volume. So I think that the research shows that it is essentially a third of a reduction in total volume. So what you could do is you could carry on going uh, to your, your standard, you know, sessions per week. And that's what we refer to as your training frequency. That could stay the same. But instead of doing three sets of an exercise, you do one set of an exercise. Um, the other alternative is that you uh, reduce your overall training frequency. So in, instead of going um, three three days a week, you go one day a week. Um, and the other option is, and I quite like clients who are feeling like, it sounds to me, Philip, like, yeah, you'd probably benefit from it, who are feeling really run down and especially psychologically struggling, used to love the gym, now not loving it so much. Um, full week off, just hit steps. Um Again, potentially depending on where they're at, read their body and their physique and what their goal is. Uh, it depends on a lot of things, potentially also doing a refeed week as well, um, which is just coming up to maintenance for a week, give them a bit of a break, and then we hit the ground running again. Um, but everybody, every coach is different and likes to do different things. Emma, what are your takes on deloads? I think we totally agree. I think, it, it yeah, it does depend on the situation. So if, if I had a strength athlete, I would probably do the first scenario where you still go in and you do your sessions, but the volume's dropped massively. In this situation, that isn't what I would do because it sounds like you're a little bit mentally fatigued and actually you just need to, sometimes it's literally just three or four days out of the gym. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I'm absolutely like dying to get back into it now. So I would probably think about that, like giving yourself a few days, no pressure, not going to the gym even that extra day, like I, I would suggest what Chloe said, actually take a full week off because probably by like day four, you'll be like, oh, I quite want to go to the gym now. And then no, 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 like you're taking the full week. So by the time you get back to it, you're like raring to go back to the gym, really well recovered. You're not going to do any like sort of detraining, like undoing any work in a week at all. You'll just be really well recovered and then you can get back into it the next week. Yeah, I mean, there is, we talk about this all the time, you know, Emma it talks about, you know, overtraining and we talk about um, the fitness fatigue ratio, which is a just a study that was done on by Brad Schoenfeld a few years ago. And it's just basically outlines the rate at which your body will fatigue um, exceeds the rate at which your body will adapt. So there will come a point in every training program where you do have to take a step back to take two. So you take one step back to take two steps forward. And as Emma said, you really won't do really won't do any damage at all. Um 
Okay, should we do another post or another live? Yeah, okay, I've got one for you. Hi ladies, best pelvic floor exercise for the home gym. Needing to cross my legs every time I cough. Thank you, my lovelies. Um, and uh, it's just said that she recommends a Kegel after two natural births, 13 and 15 years ago, this little machine helps. My physio would disagree with that advice, but anecdotal advice is still relevant. So I'm going to leave that where it is. Um, tag me and I will assign you a file. Um, read your pelvic floor exercises. You don't... It's it's literally a movement. It's a flexing of an internal muscle. It's a contraction um, and release of an internal muscle. So I'm literally doing it right now. Um, and there's two kind of <laughs> there's two ways in which you you can do it: uh, pulses and holds. Um, funnily enough, sets and reps apply, obviously. Um, and I've written a file on best pelvic floor exercises to do. So tag me if I haven't assigned it to you already, and I'll assign it to you. It's best pelvic floor exercises to do it, to do how to do it. I talk you through <laughs> in really gross detail how to do it using really gross, like, <laughs> um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like terminology, what's the word I'm looking for? Metaphors and stuff. It's really gross, but it's, it, it, it will make you do it properly. And I know it will. Um, what you said before. Pulling in a tampon. That was it, yeah. With both bottoms and hold. And um both bottoms. Oh right. Back. <laughs> and hold. Um, but also, and then then the actual exercises that you, you then progress them from, you do those exact same exercises, but you do them while you're then performing. And in same with your TBA, you do them while you're then performing certain exercises like hovers, which are basically like planks on all fours, like on your hands and your toes. Um, like the side plank is another really good one to do. Um, being really conscious of all of that engagement when you're at Pilates, for example, which is a great form of recovery. Um, so yes, if, if I haven't assigned the file, tag me and I'll assign it to you. There's a few people saying they'd quite like the file. So why don't you just assign it to everyone? And if it's not relevant. Okay, fine. I will. Done. Sweet. I mean, everyone should be doing their pelvic floor, right? It's not just if you've had a baby. Yep, it's true. And you know, talking to my, my physio about this the other day, you know, there's a lot of women, you know, will experience, especially if you know you're weightlifting over long periods of time, will experience products and not necessarily even know about it. Like it's not always as extreme as what you hear about and read about. Like you, you might, you know, have it and not know. And that's fantastic. And same with pelvic floor. You might have a weak pelvic floor and never be in a situation where you find out about it. But when you are symptomatic, as, as this this client is absolutely you do not need to live your life worrying about peeing when you cough or jump on the bus in the morning right you just don't need to live your life doing that just do the exercises and as I say it should be graded and you will you'll cure all that ails you great okay we're up to it on the live yeah. okay Sam Garrett hey ladies sorry for the creating question oh you did a post on this today didn't you do a post oh, today does creatine help with my aching muscles? I'm a regular gym bod. But since changing up the workouts to yours, a combination of home and gym workouts, and a very slight increase in the weight I lift, everything aches for days on end. Last week, I didn't go overboard on the workouts. I did three gym, one home. I did more steps than I normally would, 108K, due to an MNDA step challenge that I'm taking part in throughout January, which is to hit 15k a day will creatine help with this thank you 
will it help with muscle soreness yeah probably not directly but is it still a good thing to take yes and what I will add about the muscle soreness is you've just changed your training program that's why you're sore like it's totally normal and trust me if you do the same thing this week you won't be half as sore because it won't be this novel stimulus for you um there isn't a huge amount of evidence on doms and creatine but I would still recommend it's a very good thing to take especially as you age it's one of those things there's a few things as a coach where you're like there isn't really that much on it but why don't we just hedge our bets and say yes I mean if you think about it from a standpoint of muscle hydration yes um same with glycogen same with not dropping your carbs like completely flooring them if the goal is to you know gain muscle go into the gym with energy and get as much kind of strength behind your lifting as possible and and increase your volume as much as possible you know probably don't drop carb intake and it's just one of those things it's like you may as well just do it (laughs) yeah yeah and also there's so many other benefits like I was reading up on this again like reminding myself of stuff today and it, just like all of the psychological stuff or the cognitive stuff, I'm like, why wouldn't you take it? There's so many potential benefits, even if, you know, even if you're just taking it like to cover your bases, because it might reduce your risk of Alzheimer's. There's actually really interesting stuff. I mean, James probably already knows about this, but on rugby players and concussion and creating supplementation, reducing severity of concussion. Obviously, it can't actually reduce the fact that you've smacked your head against someone else, but... potentially and then it's like well why not take it given that it's cheap the side effects are minimal if any some people get a bit of a sore stomach that's literally it usually because (laughs) the dose on it um yeah no I completely agree it's yeah I nothing to add um okay oh I just accidentally exited out of that sorry okay Sasha Nash ah Hi, Chloe Haskell and Emma Story Gordon. I'm reaching out today as I would really appreciate some tough love and tips on how to avoid doing this. Stepped on the scales this morning and I was delighted to see I've lost another LB. I think she posted this and I think you've answered it. Anyway, we'll do it anyway. Seems that a little gremlin in my head thinks that this means it's a green light to eat half of my daughter's cookie, 14 chocolate buttons of the gingerbread roof and a scone with jam three pieces of Terry's chocolate orange and by croissants for Sunday morning. Because she wrote this on Saturday night. <laughs> My gut feeling is that I may be better just focusing on the plan and not going on the scales for a couple of weeks. Any advice? Welcome. Thank you. Fast forward two days. The gingerbread house is in the bin. The Terry's chocolate orange has gone to school with the girls and the snack straw is full of nuts, chickpeas and peanut butter cups. I am on it. Thank you for a brilliant plan. I'm loving it. Well, yeah, look, there is such a thing as, you know, a behavioral pattern interrupts temporarily and getting the things that are your trigger foods the things that you tend to just mindlessly snack on and eat out the house now very unpopular advice we all talk about balance we want to keep room for these things in your daily diet but sometimes if you're trying to get the ball rolling and you've been doing this as a pattern for the last few weeks or months probably a good idea to break it and then reintroduce this balance later um so that's great that you did that love that you sent the girls off to school with the chocolate orange that would have made my day um and it is really normal we see this a lot um so there are some clients who are like oh great I've lost weight yay time to eat everything and it's like is it reflective of over restriction in which case we need to reapproach the foods that you're choosing to make up your daily uh, calorie or weekly calorie intake 
that we need to allow for them? Is it a result of a pattern, which I've just talked about and don't need to elaborate on? Um, and I do often tell clients who do this, uh, I don't care about the scales for now. Let's not go near them for the next two to three weeks and let's just tick all the boxes as consistently as we can. Um, yeah, Emma. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one way to approach it. And and I'm not saying there's a right or wrong here, but the scales aren't the problem. It's your reaction to the scales. Yes. So also questioning that would be a good thing of like, okay, why do I feel like this? Am I making, I mean, especially if it's like short-term weight fluctuations, up or down like they don't mean very much so I would work on that as well and then the only thing I'll add because otherwise it would just be repeating because that was a great answer is and this this actually just made me think it because I was going to say a lot of the snacks that you filled in your snack drawer are actually quite high in calories so yes. nut buttercups nuts I don't know what snacking on chickpeas is like are they like dried chickpeas or they must be and if so I want to try them because that that texture is something my brain wants to know about yeah me too actually but anyway aside from them like the nuts and the peanut butter cups they will be very high in calories and it made me think you know like you'd see someone do like hey you could just have your half a terry chocolate orange or this handful of nuts and blah 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 I think what people miss on that is that you're much less likely to then overeat on nuts than you are to then overeat on chocolate and even if that's psychological and it's because of your approach to those certain foods like oh I've eaten chocolate chocolate is quote unquote bad I'll just eat the rest of the gingerbread house or whatever it is or on the other side you're like well nuts are healthy so then you don't think you've had anything quote quote bad so then you continue with your healthy eating I think that's something that people miss out in these comparison posts is like yeah but often eating chocolate leads to eating more chocolate eating a handful of nuts doesn't I mean sometimes it leads to eating more nuts but it's way less likely than the chocolate and obviously nuts are good for you but I would also just just be aware of the calories in those like healthy snacks as well oh 100p nuts are great but they're very dry they are very dry dry, especially if you're like this weekend I was drinking God, my parents, honestly, they're just like, I didn't realize they just kept filling up my glass of red wine at the table. And they kept walking through the kitchen and like picking up a nut here and there. We still have a big bowl of nuts there from um, from Christmas. And it was very dry in my mouth. <laughs> so you just drank so much wine. <laughs> I got really accidentally drunk, had to come home, have a nap. So I'd worked that evening. Come home, having that sleep it off, drink loads of water and tea, and then get get back to it. It was hell. It was a horrible, horrible way to end a Sunday lunch. No, that's not a good Sunday. No, it was awful. It was it was red wine accident. I think I only had like three glasses, but it tipped me right over the edge, guys. Right over the edge. Right, so I go to live. Right, what do we have? Um, Liz, this is a quickie. Is it worth doing pelvic floor exercises even though my oldest is eight years old now? Yes. Um, Charlotte, joining late but joining. Story of my life. Loving all so far, only four days in. Can I just check two stupid questions? One, do we randomly choose workouts? Assign them to whatever day best. Sorry, assume yes, but just to check. I know the whole point is not to be too prescriptive so I wouldn't say randomly choose like they are programmed but can you do them on any day that you want yes ideally I would have rest days in between for example if you're like 
I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. Ideally, you'd go like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? So you've got a break in between. And then it may look like there are a lot of workouts there. And there are. That's why it looks like that. But there are gym workouts, home workouts and home weighted workouts. So depending on the equipment you have or if you're going to the gym or not, choose the workouts that are appropriate for you. I know that some people mix and match the home and gym workouts, which is absolutely fine. But ideally, if you can, I would stick to one set of workouts because they're programmed as a block. Like Chloe will have programmed all the home weighted workouts to make sure that you're hitting all the right muscles with the volume that she wants you to hit. I've programmed the gym workouts to make sure that you're hitting balanced muscles with the volume that I want you to hit as well. So they are kind of in packages but then don't overstress about that like is it better to get in a home workout if you can't get to the gym yes absolutely yeah I agree with everything Emma said and also my workout I put details on the details tab of my workouts that talks you through all of this mm-hmm. <laughs> okay and then two do you look at slash review our progress and then adjust adjust do we need to keep plowing on until this happens I'm so sorry for asking stupid questions they are not stupid questions at all. And basically you stick to the targets that we've given you, obviously reach out at any point if you're struggling. But if you find that you're not making progress, then you reach out to us and we will make any changes needed. Realistically, you need to stick to something for at least two weeks before you can see if it's working or not. So I would try sticking to it for two weeks. If you're struggling, reach out. Otherwise, stick to it and then check in with us if you need to. Yep. Um, well, lots of people are saying chickpeas are really good. Sainsbury's salt and vinegar chickpeas are banging. Huh. Is this witchcraft I need in my life? Okay. It works then. I feel like I know what the texture is, but I don't think I've ever had one. Well, do they not dry them out? Yeah, so I feel like in my head, I know what the, no, you know what I'm thinking of, the grazed corn, that's dangerous. Yeah, and I don't really like that. It's a bit hard for me. Oh, I love that. I love a bit of crunch. Oh, no. okay. This is a great name. <laughs> it's either Wendy Lacumba or it's Wendy Lacuma, depending on whether or not the B is silent. Okay. I like the B. Lacumba. Lacumba. I'm pretty sure it's not. Is it the same as Ben Coomba? Yeah. Is the B? I actually never really know. If I, to say. I don't know. But like James, James has known him longer than me and he calls him Ben Coomba. So I've always called him Ben Coomba. But James is like heavily dyslexic. So honestly, I just don't know. <laughs> He's probably like, and also Ben would never be like, James, that's not my name. I know. That's the thing. Like, that's not <laughs> I've had I've had people's names wrong before, like our old dog sitter. I had her name wrong for like a full year because I got her name from James. And <laughs> she never said it to him. And then after like a year, she finally said it to me. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And the same thing with our old doctor. Just don't trust Jim with names, guys. <laughs> Given all the conversations you all have with him. Um, oh. Wendy Lacumba. <laughs> I've just signed up um, a first time. I've listened to the Get Started presentation. I've made my notes. I've read through the Facebook posts, but I have a few questions if that's okay. When did the eight weeks officially start? (laughs) 2nd of January. 
everyone seems to be in full swing of things already. Don't rush, take your time, get your head around everything and then start to bleed in what you like the low hanging fruit, we always say, with goals to maybe go a bit higher, you know, after a few days or a week, or whatever, and we slowly build it. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because it'll just be such a shock to the system. What does a check-in mean? We don't really do check-ins. I'm trying to think what we talk about. I think sometimes I say that as in check in with us after two weeks if you're worried or, you know, if you're not making progress or something. And then there's the self-assessments every Sunday, which is a good time to kind of check in with yourself and usually brings up any questions you want to ask us. So it's like a review of your week every Sunday that's posted in the group. It's always the same link, by the way. So if you lose the link or you miss the post, it's always the same one. So I would do that on a Sunday, review your week. And then if you're like, mm, actually every week I'm finding, I go over on the weekend, maybe that's something I should ask about, or I'm really struggling to hit my protein target. Maybe I need some more help with that. Or I just can't get anywhere near calories. Maybe they're too low or too high for me. Really sorry, someone's at the door and I know what it is and I have to just very quickly go and open it. I'll be back. Right, I'll... um get up today on the live okay louise if i'm doing four workouts per week what would be a good schedule for home weighted workouts should i be doing push pull times two this is great because chloe's just left and she does the home weighted workouts so i don't actually know what they're called um but she'll be back to tell you um okay rachel hello i have a pt session every week which is full body i can do two other gym workouts per week I'll push and pull the best ones to do. Thanks. Um, if your PT session is, okay, well, it's full body. Hmm. I probably wouldn't want to miss out on legs. The other thing that you could do is just rotate, push, pull legs on the other days. So it would take you one and a half weeks to get through all the sessions, but at least you'd be covering all of the sessions. So that's probably what I would suggest if your PT session is full body. Or I would ask your PT to push you on legs because actually that's a really good session to be pushed on. Mm. And then you can do push and pull on your own. Mm. One of those yeah. two. Uh, quick one for you, Chloe. If I'm doing four workouts per week, what would be a good schedule for home weighted workouts? Should it be push and pull times two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> You're still in the process of still in the thick of like moving house and everything. We just keep missing deliveries and we're not in a hand. Like, oh, and then you have to reorder it and you have to go. No, no, no. So now I'm just like, no, I'm going to get to that door if it fucking kills me. Yeah. Okay, just to finish off Wendy's question, how do I fill in the tracker? I think just you mean the morning routine tracker thing. Uh, maybe. And I really just did that for accountability Christmas. If people still want to use it, they absolutely can, but it's a total like. I love it, Emma. People loved it. So yeah, you can use it. The best way to do it is to do it on Instagram so that you can add in little tick boxes for things. But don't overstress about that. If it helps you, great, keep using it. But it's not something that you have to do. Um, and then the last one, I'll take this one. Um, where should I post my daily and weekly weights on my PT Hub? Yeah, so you track your own progress if you want using the PT Hub app, if you want to do it on notes on your phone or on an Excel spreadsheet, whatever, it's completely up to you. And as Emma said, when you give something, when you give it 100% for two weeks, and honestly, guys, if you haven't been consistent or adherent for two weeks, 
we need the consistency and the adherency for two weeks. Okay. Um, then you come to us, tell us what your start weight was, tell us what your lowest weekly weight has been for the last two weeks, tell us what your step targets are, what your workout targets are, um, what your goal is, really big one. A lot of people just like throw all this out there and don't say this is what I'm here to achieve. What your goal is, tag Emma and I, and we will help you. Um, we've already done the routine with the, the work workouts. Okay, yeah, that's it. Anything else on the live before I get to another one? Um, Ollie, out of that Reese's peanut butter cups, used to love the different chocolate orange segments, flavors, but couldn't find them anywhere at Christmas. I'm very sad. What? Say that again? I don't really understand what. I don't know if he's actually replying to someone else. Sometimes people have chats on the live. It's quite nice, but also a little bit confusing for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Charlotte O'Neill. Hi, Clemma. I'm loving this. Can I just ask? I'm really confused. How many days in a week? It's Tuesday of the second week. No, wait, it's not. We're, we started on the second and now it's the 10th. Yeah, so it's Tuesday of the second week. Right, we're in week two and my head is like... What? It does feel like this year's been both really long and really short at the same time. What, you mean the first 10 days of this year, or do you mean 2022? Oh, the first 10 days of this year. Like, don't you I'm... think it feels like it's been ages, but then also... Emma, think about my life the last few months and ask yourself how even remotely aware I am of time anymore. <laughs> like, I do not know where my fucking brain is. I don't know, like, my ass from my elbow. I just don't know. <laughs> it's my answer to every question. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Charlotte O'Neill. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. Hi, Clemma. I'm loving the start of my first official round after Accountability Christmas. I thought she was saying I'm loving the start of Accountability. And I was like, no, babe. <laughs> Even <laughs> Chloe knows that's not right. Even I know we've done that. <laughs> okay. Um, James is calling me, like, incessantly. Okay after accountability Christmas I love the podcast and I have a little notebook that I jot down your words of wisdom in I've is this the one that we've seen that really made me laugh I think there's like two or three people that have been doing this I'm loving it I was like think like my nana from that character from friends who just like lives life to the fullest. so that was one of my best um I have a little notebook that I jot down your words of wisdom in and I'm a huge fan of your tough love approach just after a bit of advice around the home-weighted workouts, I've suffered with back issues, specifically a herniated disc, and I've undergone regular physio, which I'm continuing on with to maintain my back health in the long run moving forward. Massive round of applause for you, Charlotte. I just love that. Well done. I read in the notes on one of the workouts to potentially avoid deadlift if I'm suffering with back issues. I also really like it that you're reading the notes. Thank you. Um, I'm comfortable with the kettlebell versions, but when testing out my new barbell, I can tell it could be a bit much for me. Just checking if there are any other exercises to avoid and adapt to prevent injuries so I can smash this round in good health. Thank you. Charlotte, I love you. What a responsible adult you are and how respectful you are of your body. Just brilliant. Um, honestly, everybody's different. Typically, we tend to find with any real kind of lower back, uh, lower body exercises that clients with back issues will struggle um 
So yes, a good thing to do is to try the actual motion of the movement completely unweighted and see how that feels. And if you're like, oh, it's fine. All it really means is we have to err on the side of caution and never go too heavy, which would explain why when you try with a barbell, which will be 15 to 20 kgs, you struggle a bit. Whereas if you have a kettlebell, which I mean, you don't really say how, how much it is, but yeah. Um, if you'd hurt with a kettlebell, you find that you can kind of get on with the exercise and it's okay. Talk to your physio about it. They know your back. You know your back in the lift itself. They might be able to give you adaptations. I would also say that if you can get to a gym, if there is an option for you, machine workouts are going to be much safer for you and bench-supported workouts. Um, and those are my thoughts. Emma? I echo all of those thoughts. And the only thing I'll add is that usually, and this always seems like a bit of a cop-out, but you will know so like if something hurts your back that's an exercise that's not great for you and sometimes it doesn't make all that much sense like there's certain exercises I'm like oh actually my back feels fine even though you would think that would put a lot of pressure on my back and then there are other ones where I'm like mm, it's not happy with that at all so listen to your body and you'll get very good at listening to your body and just know where to push yourself and where not to push yourself and realize that you can still get incredible results with being very careful with your back as well like you don't need to push yourself with like heavy deadlifts heavy squats and things there's loads of stuff that we can do to work around those things yeah yeah anything else in the live yes liz another quick question is it okay to superset things in the gym e.g to save time i superset the face pulls with tricep extension and the standing tricep extension with shoulder press is that okay so i don't mind you doing the face pulls and the tricep extension fine I didn't like one they're both kind of assistance exercises and they're also not working the exact same muscle group so you'll probably be fine doing that and it saves you a bit of time I don't love the standing tricep extensions with shoulder press because that will definitely impact each other i.e you will reduce the volume or the weight that you can lift on your shoulder press if you've just been doing um, standing tricep extensions because it's very similar muscles that you're using so in that instance, I would probably rather you had a bit of a break between each and lifted heavy. <laughs> you okay. Um, so yeah, that would be my distinction there. Like if if it's like a big compound movement, like a shoulder press, usually I would rather you had a little bit more recovery and lifted heavier. I agree. I agree. Like the big ones that we probably don't want you to superset would be a squat your deadlift, your bench press, your shoulder press, and like a bent over barbell row, I would say, are the five that will probably be like, probably not, don't do that. And then sometimes, and this depends, because sometimes you superset things to cause more fatigue. Like you might be like, I'm going to superset, I don't know, press ups with kickbacks to really hit my triceps. But a lot of the time, if, if you're doing it to save time, I would superset opposing muscle groups. So you might be like, I'm going to do press ups with lat pull down because they're not the exact same muscle groups that you're working. Thus, there shouldn't be as big a crossover there. But yeah, just bear that in mind that there will be an impact. Yeah, doing agonist antagonist kind of supersets is probably preferable to doing like two triceps back to back. Do a bicep or tricep you know, do a, a, a push up and a, a, it's kind of less taxing bent over row, like a single arm bent over a dumbbell row. Um, that is a lot more preferable. Um, okay. Moo boo. Moo. Oh. 
Um, hello, lovely Emma and Chloe. I joined in April 2022. I did well. Since the summer, I slipped back into my old habits and Christmas was just crazy. Yeah, I feel for you, Moves, because I know this and I know we've done this with you and then we came into Christmas and it was a bit like, I completely... I have a feeling, and I was trying to put my finger on who this was, but I think someone that works for Jordan is the ex-boyfriend is Mubu's son. Someone who worked for Jordan. Jordan, you're... Fuck me. Is he gay? I thought he was straight. <laughs> he is straight. But someone who worked for him has... So she, the person who works for him, yeah. has had a boyfriend who I think is Mubu's son. How the hell have you figured this out? Well, I, I think that's the case, but please message and let me know. And then also, I don't know if I was actually meant to say that on the yeah, podcast. I think. Like, moves is like hell-bent on remaining anonymous. Like, she, I, I don't even know what her face is when she when she sends her pictures. I'm like, I just don't maybe know. Not, maybe it's not. And now, now she'll be like, I don't even have a son. What are you talking <laughs> But anyway, somebody who did the EC method. Oh, you know that Nicole was like my, like, third cousin twice removed she has photos of like my great grandma that she like sends to me and stuff like on their file it's mad I keep showing my dad my dad's like daddy (laughs) Um, so many weird crossovers um and we've had two clients who I went to school with wow how about you Emma (laughs) what are you bringing to the table what are you bringing here um I know actually a good few of my a girl I went to uni with did you see that's fun and Amelia's best friend did it didn't she which is fun Amelia's best friend did it Shona did it Shona did it fab okay you're bringing up to the table you're forgiven you're released (laughs) um okay so anyway Slip back into old habits and Christmas was just crazy. I've undone all the hard work I've put in. I'm three pounds short of my start weight and I have a big trip and a wedding in six weeks. I'm furious with myself uh, as I had kept up with all the good work. I will be looking and feeling incredible, but instead I'm feeling unhealthy and heavy. I'm giving myself this round to make a difference else I need to stop paying somebody else to outsource the problem when it's me. I've reached out every time I needed help because it's the same old story, but I think I need some tough love now. I have the VJ. I started it weeks ago, but I haven't touched it since as I can't, sorry, as I can't get into the practice of reflecting in it every day. And I don't want to own up to the fact that I just keep thinking, fuck it. Why I keep seeking comfort in food. I don't know how to unpick and address the root of the problem. So as I write this, I'm three days into tracking, weighing myself and facing up to it. If I can keep up the good habits, I know that I'll see and feel the results of all my efforts. My goals and my values are centered around living a healthy, fun life. But for some reason, the lure of comfort food is too much for me to resist on too many days. Please sort me out and have a word. I'm five foot eight, 13 stone. I get in 12 and a half thousand steps a day. I'm aiming for 1600 calories so I can enjoy some wine or gin at the weekend. Thanks as always, Moves. Okay. Move. We had this discussion. At least, like, I think we did. And do correct me if I'm wrong. I'll start from scratch. I think we had this discussion quite recently before this round, in that you came here during a time where you didn't have that much going on, and you had this big goal, and you are 100 on track and on route to achieving these these kind of goals that you'd set yourself. 
And then I, I think I'm right in saying that you had a lot planned over the summer. A lot was going on over the autumn. And then we, and this is the last time we spoke about it. And then it was Christmas. I genuinely think you need to take a huge objective step back here. I don't think your goals, the specificity of your goals is serving you well. I think you are seeing this as um, almost like an all or nothing mindset with a result at the end that you want to get because it's going to make you feel great about yourself. And, and, and judging from the, the story that's happening en route to getting to that goal, it's not serving you well mentally and you will go backwards at the end of it. It's, it's kind of written in the stars reading this. So... I think we need to abolish the goal altogether. I think we need to take a big step back and I think we need to look at your life and we need to try work together and marry the things that you love about your life. I know that you travel. I know that you have, I, I mean, she does have children. She does. I'm pretty sure she does. Um, I know that you have children. I know that you have a family life. I know that you really enjoy food and alcohol and all of these things can work with you aiming to have a fit, healthy, active, nutritionally healthy, calorically aware lifestyle um, without it being so jarring. And this big goal at the end that's, well, it's either this or this. No, this is what we need to abolish. It's not either this or this. We can do this all as one thing together. I think we need that needs to be the goal. How do we marry you living a fit, healthy, active lifestyle with your life? And whatever this weight or this body or this target thing at the end is, we need to fuck it off because it's not working. And like I just said, even if we, even if you dig your heels in and you fucking get there, that this you're going to go backwards. So I think we need to change the goal. Tag Emma and I and we'll help you do this. Emma. I think that's an excellent response. I don't know if I have much to add. I think you've kind of noted it yourself that you've buried your head in the sand a little bit. And I think that's partly, you know, like stopping journaling is one thing. It's like, oh, I don't really know how to work my way through this. Well, you do, but you're avoiding that. And I'm not saying that's easy, but that is what you're doing by stopping kind of reflecting on your thoughts and I do think that probably changing the process a little bit of and, and not seeing it as a means to an end, but seeing it as this is something I get to do because I want to do it because it makes me feel great and enjoying the process. So does that mean we need to change little bits of it? Does that mean that maybe you shouldn't be in as big a deficit, that you're setting yourself up for failure a little bit by doing that, by putting these high expectations of yourself that you're then going to struggle to maintain and then when you do get to this kind of arbitrary end point if there even is one we find a lot of people in this kind of similar situation where they're like as soon as I get there and when you're like where's there they're like oh like you can't really like say what it is that you're working so hard towards which means that you're always going to push that goal further and further away so you're never actually going to be happy you're never actually going to be there instead of just being like I know what I want my life to look like. How can I start living in that way right now? And an exercise that's really good for this is to kind of write down like what your perfect day looks like. And you'll probably realize it's not that far off what you're doing. And then you can kind of curate your day and your life a little bit to be like, okay, actually, you know, my perfect week would look like I do go out for a meal here, but I also prioritize my exercise here. And this is how I want to feel. And these are the actions I know will help me feel that way. And you're doing it for the right reasons, as opposed to like this, this outcome that you can't quite identify. I completely agree. This, like you said, the amazing point, Ruby, you're avoiding the self-reflection because you're not reflecting. <laughs> you don't want to reflect. And I think 
we need, yeah, we we need to, as Emma said as well, not only change the goal, we need to change the process by which you're trying to get there because it's not working. Um, okay, right, let's let's wrap up there for the questions. Is there anything left on the live you want to touch on? Yes, right, let me, uh, um, okay, Liz is just saying makes perfect sense. Victoria says, hi, lovelies, I'm doing gym home combos, combos due to time, unfortunately. Similar question to the superset from Liz. Sometimes I can't get into the equipment in the order that, that you have created it. Does it matter if I go out of order? Um, it, I mean, so I'll say, ideally, I would stick to the order because they are programmed like compounds first and then kind of like assistance work afterwards and I want you to say do your heavy squats first and then go and do the leg extension not vice versa is it better to still do it like don't wait for 30 minutes for a squat rack and then find all you get to do is squats because you wasted all the time in the gym waiting be sensible with it but ideally if you can stick to the order and then if you can't not the end of the world but just yeah just try to stick to the order a little bit because it is especially just the first couple of exercises after that it really doesn't matter I don't care what order you do it in but the first few which will be like bigger compound exercises ideally do those first while you're fresh yeah just while we're on that mine are programmed in an order for a reason and a good reason although I don't mind if you change like a like specific of an exercise so if, if there's no squat work free then try the smith and if there's no smith machine free then you can do goblet squats um but they're definitely programmed how they're programmed for a reason yeah okay um hello Clemma I'm doing no workouts this week because I've got COVID but wondering what's the easiest slash most gentle workout to start back with when I feel better I'm assuming I won't have lost too much muscle in a week or two absolutely not but wanted to double check so I don't push myself too hard when I get back into the gym so <laughs> if you're going to start back in the gym start with push and start with like 60% of the weight that you normally lift and maybe even just do like don't do the last set and just ease yourself back in but wait until you're feeling better first there's no rush to get back you certainly won't lose anything in a week or two and what's way more important is that you get better before you start exercising again yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's no this workout is easier or harder than that. In, in my, from whatever I've programmed at least, it's very much, it's, it's as easy or hard as you make it. If you're, as Emma said, if you're poorly, go in and aim to do one to two sets of, you know, 60% of what you normally lift and see how, how you go. Take some good recovery time. Don't train the next day. Monitor how your body feels and how you feel. And then pick up from there. <clears throat> okay, great. We're up to date okay we've got another podcast to do now um okay guys we will see you later in the week we still have to confirm a day perfect okay bye oh wait how do 